Fill Your Cup First is a podcast that bridges a gap between what we know about how important self-care is and practicing it in our real lives. Hosted by Amy Hoke and Kimberly Robago, both busy moms and businesswomen with a background in social work. Fill Your Cup First creates a space for women to move self-care out of the good idea for everyone else category to the great idea for me category and to do it with guilt-free confidence. Welcome to Fill Your Cup First podcast, the podcast that puts self-care at the top of your priority list. We're your host, Amy Hoke and Kim Robago, and we are so happy you're with us today. As we were planning and organizing our intentional technology challenge, um, in the midst of all of that, both of us were also planning our uh, summer vacations. And ironically, those vacations happened to be in places where both Amy and I would have remote technology access. So we're just going to talk a little bit first about um, our intentional technology challenge, which we just wrapped up last week. That was a five-day challenge. And so, Amy, do you want to share share a little bit about the challenge? Yeah, we had a great five-day. It was a free technology challenge. It was about really being intentional with your technology, whether it be a phone, laptop, social media, checking email. And we really wanted to just challenge um, everyone to put a few small things in place to avoid, I guess, like going down that rabbit hole that we all go down when we're scrolling and, and losing hours of time. And, but we really could have spent it on something that we value or um, wanted to get done. So, yeah, each day we had a different kind of task. Sometimes it was about scrolling. It was about turning off notifications, um, response times to emails and texts and how we handle that. And then on the fifth day, it was great because we encouraged everybody to take a break during whether it be their lunch break at work or just a break from their day and engage with a person and not their phone. So we um, had Kristen Smith Myers, who was a guest on episode eight of Fill Your Cup First podcast. She came back as and helped us kick off the challenge mm-hmm. and provided a lot of insight throughout the challenge. Um, the challenge is actually on our Facebook page, so if you want to check it out, it's all still there. And she has some great blog pieces attached to each day. So Kristen came back for that. You could also listen to her on episode eight. And that's actually what, uh, I guess, really um, brought this challenge to life because we started talking to her about right. um self-care and she brought up technology as right something that she you know is a struggle or something that she's working she's on working constantly on. Yeah. yeah so we thought she has some great insights too about studies that have been done and also yeah um, response times which I think that's what really when we heard some of that information which again you can go back to um, the podcast number eight to look to listen to uh, Kristen that really 
spoke to you and I about we we might need to do a little bit of a, more work on this. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Kim was saying, um, you know, that we right before we launched the challenge, we both had vacations that almost forced us into remote yes. access. So mm-hmm. do you want to talk about your experience with um, being in a remote area and, um, you know, how that kind of went right into the challenge? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, which was really, it really helped with the challenge because I was already experiencing it before we kicked off the challenge. Yeah. So. Uh, my family and I, we took a um, vacation up off the coast of Maine. There's a small island called Campobello, and um, we took our vacation there, and it's about a 12 to 15-hour car ride. Um, and the best thing that I can recommend to anybody who has kids is to drive through the night because uh, they're they're sleepy and they fall asleep in the car, and then you don't have to hear how much longer as you're driving. Right, right. Uh, so it's, like I said, it's a small island, and they did have their phones, I will admit. They did have their phones in the car. They did have um, their devices at the house that we were staying at, and the house did have Wi-Fi, but we did limit their access to it. And also there was so much to do outside. Mm. They really didn't want to go on it as much as they would at home. Sometimes they... Act, they say that it's boredom, which yeah. I don't always know if that's it or if it's just because they just want to look at something else. Um, but they honestly were just busy fishing, walking, hiking, sea glass, you know, finding. So mm. that really uh, inspired them, and it was, like, creative. So it was something yes. for them to do. Yeah. So it was a great – that was a great trip. And it really, for me, I left my phone at home, sort of something that Kristen had said – talked about on her um, her podcast with us that she would, she left at home one time and was worried that she may miss something and then she was okay with missing it. Yeah. I left my phone at mm-hmm. home almost all the time that we went out just because I really didn't need it. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't really, you know, need to know what was going on. I was mm-hmm. disconnected. Yeah. So how about you? You were a little bit further. You were not even in the yeah. United States. Yeah, so we spent two weeks in Thailand, and not only did the time change um, create kind of a challenge for communicating with people back home, um, but that kind of helped wanting to not really be on our phones or devices. But also, we had some limited access, too, and the Wi-Fi wasn't always great, and it was limited, and it was just a forced break. Mm -hmm. Um, we were totally in, you know, involved in, um, our trip in Thailand and being with everybody there. And it was just, I, it was so welcomed, you know, by me and, and everyone just to have that break. And so I, I found it great to, Mm -hmm. you know, have that and have that sort of forced break from, um, our phones and it just felt good to be more present. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you notice, do a lot of people in Thailand have phones or have, you know, communicate that way? And I don't mean like like they're primitive or anything like that, but did you find that that a lot of people carried phones or they had their laptops with them? Hmm. Were there like internet cafes more so? That's a good question. I don't know if I, 
I mean, people had phones. I mean, we were there for a sporting event, so we weren't doing a whole lot of touring. We were at more, like, historical things, so less people were on their phones. So, um, they might have. Like, when we were out at the night markets, there there may have been, like, less phones around. Okay. Yeah. I would, now that I'm thinking about it, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, I don't know if you found this, but I would have it with me, but I use it for photos. Right. So you had it with you, but you weren't really on it as far as social media or checking your email or doing all the things that we normally do with our phone. But it acts as right. a camera for us, too. So, Right. Yeah. Right. I, I put the, cam- the photo taking on to my cousin or my husband because I just wasn't interested in, in holding my phone. But yeah. you're right. It's not so much all the time for checking your emails. It's for photo taking. Yeah. Yeah. And so it does it all, doesn't it? It does. It does. <laughs> it can't live without it, but we definitely found that it's good to have breaks from it. it. Is. So, it so is. it led to our challenge. Um, and I, you want to go through a couple of the, sure. the days of. Um, so we did the for the day one. We kicked off that. Try to remove your phone from your bedside, not use it as your alarm clock if you can. Mm -hmm. I do still have an alarm clock at home, so not everybody does. So we mentioned at least move it away from your bedside table, have to get up, turn off the alarm, and not go right into checking everything. Right, right. And we did get some feedback uh, from some people that were already doing that. So that was really... they. They were done that challenge. They were done that challenge as soon as it was posted. Yeah. So that was great. Mm-hmm. And then day two was slowing your scroll. So, you know, not really just mindlessly scrolling on social media and getting lost in time there and being more aware and cognizant of that. Right. This was my favorite because uh, I can see how you just sit down for a few minutes just to go through. Your day, you know, maybe the maybe that's your unwinding. Yeah. Is, but then a half hour goes by and you really haven't, you've lost it. Yeah. And you haven't added anything to it. Mm-hmm. So that one was, the I think, the most beneficial for me because I realized that that was, I needed to be more um, present mm-hmm. when I was doing that. So I wasn't doing it as much. Oh, good, good. Mm-hmm. Um, day three was turning off notifications Actually, we got some feedback from Kristen Smith-Myers, and she thought that that was, like, her favorite one is the most helpful one for her. I've done it as well. Um, So it is helpful to turn off the notifications and then intentionally go in certain times and check what you need to check. Mm-hmm. How did you find that one? I did not do that one, okay. um, only because I'm waiting for Hamilton tickets and I need oh. to keep my notifications on. I still haven't gotten Hamilton tickets yet, but okay. I still, I'm still waiting. So I did not turn that one off. But um, once I get the Hamilton tickets, I will turn off the notifications. <laughs> so notifications can be helpful, too. They can be helpful, yes. yes. <laughs> Day four was um, making up your own rules as far as response times to emails, texts, messages. So sometimes we feel like we need to respond immediately, but if all day long you're going from whatever you're doing in the moment to responding to something and back to that task and then back to responding and you're you're just spending so much time of that 
in between. And so if you set aside time, like, you know, in the morning and then in the midday and then evening, and you have just that time to do that, you're not distracted from other things as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I was listening to another podcast and I thought it was a really great recommendation that I have not been doing, but I think it's, it's good to consider that you actually, um, like you turn off your, you, I guess you X out of your inbox so that you're not, you know, not wanting to look at it every, Mm. every couple of seconds or every couple of minutes to see if you're getting emails, you, you just X out of it, maybe from 10 to 12, do some work and then go back in at 12 o'clock and open it up again and see what type of, Mm -hmm. you know, emails that you've got that you have to answer. Right. Then what about the response time, the actual like response time? So getting back to, to a text or did you look at that piece of it too, where, um, do I have to respond in 10 minutes or is a day enough time or how, what is the rule? Cause I don't think there are any sort of response etiquette rules out yeah, there I don't think and there everybody's different. But I think we are so, we're getting so used to wanting a response from someone immediately. And then we all kind of feed into that and mm-hmm. respond immediately, you mm-hmm. know, it's yeah, just I interesting. Agree. It is, and I think that if you respond sometimes too quickly, you really haven't flushed out how you feel about it. Mm -hmm. So you may say, well, yes, I'll definitely be there for that event, and then you realize it's really not going to fit into my other other plans or something like that. So I've been trying to maybe not wait a day just because I'm just not there yet, but wait at least, you know, a good half hour before I respond. Mm Mm-hmm. And then day five was taking a break from your day. So we encouraged um, everyone to either get outside into nature or um, engage with another person rather than sitting on your phone, whether that be a lunch break or if you're at home during the day, just going outside or calling a friend, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. How did you you do that one? (laughs) Not good. (laughs) No, I'm asking Actually, you, how did you, you do know, <laughs> So the the day of the challenge, I did not do well. It was okay. a crazy day. But since then, at least three days since then, I have taken a break, right? Good. I walked, took a walk. Yep. You know about that. Oh, yes, you did. Uh-huh. And yeah, I've been definitely taking a break, leaving technology aside and sitting outside or doing something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have I have the tendency to just keep plowing through and working. So yeah, I think for us, just having that challenge available, and maybe for our audience as well, it there were some things that we were easily that were easy to just meld into our everyday, but it's the awareness that we had that right. this this is doable, and that maybe it's one or two that we just implement right away and others that we might do later yes but the awareness was there and I think that's that's a big movement yeah to where it was mindless before right definitely I think like the the whole goal really is just to raise the awareness and bring some awareness to it and like we said whether people adopted one um task or all of them or just is now thinking about it, you right. know, is 
is good, a right. step in the right direction. Because our phones are so helpful, our computers are so helpful, we're, they're not going anywhere. Like, we can't right. live without them, but spending all day on them and not enjoying other things that we enjoy, I mean, that's happened to me, where I'm like, oh my gosh, I just lost an hour, yep. you know? Yeah, and I didn't really want to, you know. So right, and yeah. even though they, like you said, they are extremely helpful. They're not going anywhere. There is still the need for just who you are in your own self care, in your own soul, to connect with the people that you love, mm-hmm. in some, you know, um, conversation, some physical way, and some mental way as well and so that's without phones yeah so it's you know whether it be dinner time whether it be in the start of your day however it is there's that need for the human connection that you still that we still crave absolutely yeah and you know kind of getting back to our vacation and this challenge now that it's over I find it's the transferring into real life that every day like taking these five tasks and also remembering that feeling from vacation mm-hmm. and trying to make you know them both fit into our day now that we're back into our regular routines and that it does take work and it's you know a quick fast-paced world and it's just really establishing a few of your own rules about your boundaries around technology and sticking to them and saying this is a this is a rule in my my life, so right, yeah. right, and other people will respect that once you implement that. If you yeah. say, "Listen, here's my thing. I don't get back to text or emails. You know, it takes twenty four hours." Yeah. If you put that out there soon enough, people will understand and they'll know not to expect an immediate response from you. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. make the rules. That's right. <laughs> And that's good self-care. Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) So stay tuned. I'm sure this is not the first time we're going to be talking about boundaries and balancing our lives and our technology use and phone use. Um, I think everybody enjoyed the challenge, and we Mm -hmm. all learned from it for sure. So thank you so much for joining us today on Fill Your Cup First. Yeah, and remember to fill your cup first because you deserve it. Amy and I appreciate you listening. Please rate, review, and share Fill Your Cup First podcast with a friend. Also remember, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Fill Your Cup First podcast. We appreciate you listening.